Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm TK Trinidad, aka the Canadian Assassin, and I am not alone. Thankfully, she is the United Wrestling Network on-air correspondent. Please welcome Emily May. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey. And she is a pro wrestler and the champion cat lady. Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. What it do, what it do. <laughs> and to make today's going to be an amazing show. We have Rapid Hot Tags. We have Star of the Week. But it's about our guest. As you know, she is pro wrestling's queen of mean. You've seen her on WWE and AEW. She has her own podcast called Excuse Me. Please welcome Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! Hey, I had to get that in there. <laughs> you have to. I don't think the hallway appreciate that, but I don't care. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And I did like a deep dive on uh, your podcast yesterday, and you have some amazing guests. So one of the questions we have is if you could uh, have anybody dead or alive on your podcast, who would it be? Oh, I think the easiest one would be my husband, Eddie. You know, he passed away in 2005. I would have loved to have him on there. Um, but, you know, aside from Eddie, I would love to have, um, I would have loved to have Sherry Martell. I think she would have been amazing as a guest. And then also, you know, all the, I would love to have John Cena and Batista. Those are guys I worked with and I would love to have them on one day. So never say never. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, why not? You, you, you know them. So can you put in a call or is it a little bit, you know, they're kind of busy. Girl, I am messaging. I am, I am DMing. I am doing everything. So we'll see what happens. We <laughs> get them on. Yeah. <laughs> this is from experience. It comes. You just have to be persistent. Trust me. So we, 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 we completely understand. Um, yeah. So you've been in the game for a long period of time. Now, as far as wrestling and in particular women's wrestling, what changes have you seen? And then what changes do you hope to see? The biggest change I've seen in uh, professional wrestling is the women's evolution of them to be able to have expanded on the division, not only with their talents, but also with the diversity of body image and the talent and the different personalities. Uh, they welcomed pretty much a whole spectrum of uh, different women that represent different stories. And that's something I'm pretty proud of. So I think that's the biggest change I've seen. And also just um, during COVID, you know, everyone has been very clever and creative in how they've been able to keep the fans involved with the wrestling industry. So that was pretty impressive, you know, to, to how they became virtual, you know, shows and meet and greets and interviews. So that's probably been the biggest change is that we got very clever in keeping our fans engaged. So um, I know Shaw from working with her at WOW, um, and we, we have interviewed her a few times. And so I was just wondering, since you have the voice, uh, did you give her any tips when she decided to go into ring announcing or did you help her at all with any of that? You know, what's really um, frightening and clever about that conversation that Shaw had with me one day, you know, she already saw the sacrifice that it takes to be in the professional wrestling industry because we were never home. You know, Eddie was never home when she was growing up. And then, of course, I got on the road as well. Um, but I wanted her her to be able to find the importance and the priority of being herself and not trying to be Eddie or not trying to be me, but to be Shaw Guerrero. And it's been a struggle, you know, I mean, I think as different generational uh, wrestlers, you know, they try and find their own identity of not trying to be, you know, mom or dad or uncle or, you know, grandfather. They're not 
they're trying to find their own style. And that's something today that she's still trying to find within herself is to be shawl. And, you know, but as far as that, I mean, she's got the talent. I mean, when she gets in the ring, whether she's announcing or wrestling, um, she has a lot of Eddie mannerisms. And I think she represents the family quite well. I mean, she's hilarious and she's, she's a cheater and a liar and a stealer. I mean, everything that it takes to be a Guerrero. So I'm really proud of her. And she, you know, be like, like all of us in the wrestling industry, we find our strengths and weaknesses. But um, I think she's done very well, and, and she has a unique voice for for announcing, as you as you've seen in Wow. So I'm pretty proud of her, and I I can't wait to see what you know where she ends up, in, you know, in her future with the wrestling industry. But she very much is looking forward to announcing or in some some sort of capacity with that. First off, let's just say, is she how is she doing? Because she has posted on social media recently. Um, but, you know, as a mother, you know, seeing her go through this publicly, you know, how is she doing? What Shaw's going through, and of course, you know, she announced that, you know, publicly in her Instagram that she wasn't going to be involved. The first thing is that, you know, there is a mental health awareness where, you know, she she found a lot of uh, obstacles with promoters and different people expecting her to be Eddie in the ring. And it's very hard especially as a woman to try and have your voice of what, of how you want to be portrayed at a show or, or what, you know, how you want to relate to the fans and with her, you know, finding that struggle and that frustration, it did add to her mental, you know, with her anxiety and stuff that she wasn't taken seriously of what, how she wanted to be portrayed with her as her own character. So with that, uh, you know, she stepped away and she's just kind of regrouping again. And, um, but, you know, as far as the wrestling, there is a lot of stress on her. You know, I mean, she comes from Eddie Guerrero and, you know, and as far as myself as well. And I am very proud of her because it takes a lot for a person to speak up and show their courage and to show that, hey, you know, this is I'm having trouble with this. This is where I need to step back and kind of work on myself. And I'm whether whatever job she does, I love her just as much and I'm proud of her. But, you know, as far as, you know, her trying to take care of herself, she also wants to be an instrument for other people to say, hey, you know, everyone has their mental struggles and it's okay to speak up and to say what you need to do. So, yeah, that's, that's where we stand right now. But, you know, um, as far as if she wanted to, you know, whatever she wants to pursue in her career, that's something that um, I'll stand by her side and hold her hand. Yeah, I, it's so incredibly, incredibly brave of her to come forward because I feel like mental health, like we need to talk about it more in the public arena. Um, mm -hmm. What's, you know, as a trailblazer in the wrestling industry, what's some advice you could give to other women that are trying to find their own voice in the industry? That's a really good question. And something that I really focus on with even speaking to my colleagues at AEW is you have to believe in yourself first before anyone else can believe in, in you. Um, I think it takes, for me, my faith is something that's very important to keep me uh, with my feet on the ground and to remember a why I love this business and not to live by the expectations of what the fans think I should do or what, um, or what others think I should do. If I'm happy with my character and where I want to be for that day and the storylines or just, you know, working in the wrestling industry, it has to be for me first and then everything else will fall into place. So it takes a very thick skin and, you know, I, I didn't think I could make it through WWE with all the crazy storylines that I went through and the food fights and the hog pin match. And I mean, there, you just keep going on and on, but 
I love the wrestling industry. It's my second family and uh, to be able to work in it as long as I have, it's something that I, t I don't take for granted. And I, I wake up every morning blessed that I have this job that's incredible. And it's not your regular nine to five job. I love the people I work with now. And it's just been a, a, a wild and crazy and happy ride. So um, I just say that you just have to do it for yourself first because if you don't have your own happiness and your own self-center, then it's not going to work and be portrayed to the fans it's that you're enjoying yourself. Now, going back to WWE, quick, uh, just quickly, your experience there, if you could change anything during your time there, is there anything that you would change or you're like, I'm going to keep it all the same? You know, I, I don't think I would have because from my road and my journey that I was there, I had to learn everything really quick. And I was blessed to have great superstars like Edge and Teddy Long, my nephew Chavo, you know, that mentored me and, and helped me along the way. And I had Dusty, you know, Dusty Rhodes that told me how terrible I was in my first promo when I went, you know, out for my first night. And I think that by people being real and truthful with me, it helped me improve. And I had a long way to prove myself, not only to uh, the company, but to fans and to the wrestling industry in itself. And I never wanted to insult anyone by being there because I was Eddie's wife and he passed away and, and I, I got a job. I really had to learn my way around and to uh, prove myself. And so I don't think I would have changed. I mean, even the storyline, they say, oh, how terrible they treated you. But I said yes. And I think that if I hadn't gone that route, my character wouldn't have been as famous as it is today because, you know, marrying Edge and then having these affairs and uh, the food fights, you know, and just the crazy stuff that I got to do and working with great celebrities. I'm very grateful and I wouldn't take any, I don't regret anything I've done. So speaking of your character, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you guys are bad guys, you like to be the bad guy, but you've also said you have a heart of gold. So how did you create the character of Vicky Guerrero? Like, were, were there any outside influences? <laughs> um, I think the only thing that I would say is my first influence is that every woman has a bitch inside. So I think that when you gravitate to that and you kind of, you know, feel yourself, every woman can get to that point really quickly. But, you know, I had to separate, you know, reality from my fictional character. And, um, you know, when I stepped into the arena, you know, you kind of evolve and I really focused on my character. Um, and then when you go home, you know, I was a mom and I, you know, took care of the house and I house cleaned and grocery shopped. And it's so funny because people will meet me outside and, or even at church and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so mean. I'm like, how can you, how can you love being at church? You know? And I'm just like, that's a character. <laughs> that's just who I play. But it's like just like for any actress or actor, you know, you think that they're horrible, but they have a personal side. So I really think that's important. And when I meet people outside that I smile and I, I can have a conversation and, you know, I like flowers and beaches and stuff. So there's a, there's many sides to me, but um, yeah, you just have to separate the two. <laughs> yeah. I just have to make one like comment. I, I can't remember. I can't remember what I was watching, but you have, you have big balls. And the reason I say this is you go in the ring as a manager and like, I've seen you kick wrestlers and I'm just like, and these wrestlers are not tiny wrestlers. These wrestlers could legitimately probably take on the four of us in this square right now. So yeah, like, well, no, Sarah's good. Sarah's good. Sarah will protect us. But like, what, what, what do you, like, what do you channel or what 
brought you to that decision that, you know, you're going to get a part, you're going to get in the action. My character is, I take this from Eddie, is the lie, cheat, and steal. And with me being the manipulated uh, cheater, manager, uh, disgusting person, I know that if I always have someone to the side of me that can take me out of a fight. So, for instance, you know, with me and Nyla, you know, she's beating down someone. I'll go give a quick kick because I know that I can just get behind Nyla Rose and I'm okay. So I think that that's my secret is that, you know, I'm all mouth and I'm all verbal and I'll do a kick or a slap or a cheat spot, but I know I can run real fast to the back because I have someone in the ring that'll take over from there. So yeah. that's the that's the cheating and you know horrible manager that I am. And I think that's worked out very well for me. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. So I originally started off as a manager when I started uh, coming came out in wrestling and you were one of the people that I watched and was told to watch. And oftentimes I had people yell your catchphrase at me. Excuse me, even though I didn't say it or anything, just because I think they could see like you really are an amazing blueprint for women managers. You know, how do you pull this evil in? Because a lot of times women managers just got to be cute. And, you know, distract with like, okay, here's, you know, the classic, here's my boobs, get distracted spot. But you actually got to do a lot of fun stuff. So you were very, very much an inspiration to me. Thank you. You know, I, I study a lot. And today I still study women that are, you know, being a, in a manager role. I think the important thing is being a manager is that you don't stop listening to others' advice. And you kind of pick and choose what you want to use to, to keep growing your character. When I started WWE, I was one of the heaviest women in the locker room. And so I had to be very clever to know that I'm not going to be this 115 pound woman because that's not who I am. And I wanted to be really real with myself, um, even though there's there's a lot of fat jokes and, you know, big, you know, butt jokes and, and whatnot. But that's who I was. And I wasn't going to try and be something that I wasn't. Of when I go home, I'm not trying to, you know, hurt myself by trying to lose all this weight. But, you know, to be the clever, you know, cheating and, you know, manipulative, you know, the cougar trying to, you know, flirt with a guy, you know, as long as he loves me, I'll give him a championship match. Those are the things that I really gravitated to. And, um, you know, so as far as like managers, I always studied Miss Elizabeth, who I, I love so much and uh, Sherry Martell. And, you know, there was woman who was Nancy Benoit that they were not only my close friends, but I just, I never knew I was going to have their job later on. We were friends first. So to be able to go back and, and keep studying these women, even today, I mean, it's so great to have, you know, YouTube and the internet because you can just go do this research. Um, but yeah, I really try and, you know, just keep learning and, and also pass my knowledge to other women that are coming up that are younger than me, you know, and give them their knowledge and share what I know because, it's my responsibility to to do that for the younger generation so we can keep building our division up. So let's talk about your job with WW, uh, AEW, excuse me. So you are Nyla Rose's manager. Now, you know, you've been in the game for a long period of time. Do you have a preference as far as managing women or men? It was very different. You know, with men, I can use my cougar-ness, you know, to keep them, keep the fans entertained with me working with the guys. With the women, you know, with Nyla Rose, it's been such a great change for me because Nyla Rose is very independent in the ring. You know, she can do a promo. She can, she, she wrestles very well. She's the native beast. And to be able to set, 
sit next to her and, and compliment us to, you know, feed off each other is really been a lot of fun. And it's very different from like cool in WWE because they had their own kind of gimmick, you know, where they were, you know, flashy and rhinestones. And then I get to Nyla Rose and there's nothing flashy about her. I mean, she's just pure brute and destruction. And so it's been a lot of fun. And, but to be with the women in the ring is such an empowering feeling because we're all standing as women and we're representing this great division. And if I can give just a little bit of, my knowledge and talent and the fans love it then I will I go home very happy and I'm and I'm grateful for the place that I'm at for that night that's amazing so I would love to know how involved you are behind the scenes at AEW and kind of helping maybe craft the women's division kind of uh storylines and kind of like the the matches that that come up how involved are you in crafting that um you know I'm Dustin Rhodes takes care of all the training for the women, you know, as far as the wrestling. I'm not a wrestler. So if you want me to put together a match, I can put together the cheat spots where you want me to go in. But um, I'm very much forward in talking with the girls as far as their creativity, you know, their characters, you know, who they are, who, who do they want to be. You know, is your gimmick, you know, independent? Is it going to be something that identifies you and not someone else? And that's something that's really important because I think that they need to, especially the women that come from the indies and, and are extras at AEW, I really, I, I kind of gravitate to those women because they're just starting out and, you know, and I love to share my knowledge and I love to share what I know. And if it helps them, you know, gain that confidence to get into the ring, um, then that's something that I really look forward to every day at AEW. Being a manager, if you can manage anybody in the world, any promotion. Ooh, big question. And of course, you know, you're still managing Nyla. So no, no, not to say you're dropping Nyla, but if you can manage anybody else, who would that be? Well, since you brought that up, my dream for AEW, because I'm, I, I focus on AEW because I'm there, but um, I would love to grow my stable, which I've been talking about for the last month. I would love to manage Ricky Starks. I think he's just an amazing superstar that's so funny and talented. Um, I would love to uh, manage Sammy Guevara and Warlow. I get all these guys that I can do the cougar, you know, gimmick with them and to have fun with them. And Warlow is such a speechless character that he never smiles. He never has any fun. I think that the fans would love to see that, um, that change in him where he's kind of enticed. Even to do my my cougar character with Tony Khan, I think that would be some great entertainment. So I love AEW and all the diversity they have there. And I would love to, uh, you know, uh, manage some of the women there, like Diamante and Ivelisse, you know, who are the mm -hmm. tag team champions right now. So there's always, you know, there's always scheming and planning that I'm thinking about when I'm watching the show. So yeah, there's a lot of plans ahead. <laughs> oh, is there, are there anything that you could uh, hint that uh, some some scheming that might be happening down the line. <laughs> um, I'm working on Nyla Rose getting the NWA Championship and the Women's uh, AW Women's World Championship. Yeah, and so yeah, there's a lot of scheming, and y'all can look forward to that because it's on my to-do list as of this morning. <laughs> oh my goodness, your to-do list must be very long then. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes, I'm I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so as far as like similarities and differences between AEW and WWE, what would you say they are? Uh, the similarities is that we all love wrestling 
and then we're on this great industry that we love to entertain the fans. As far as, you know, differences, WWE is very micromanaged and I know that from experience. As far as AEW, I fell in love with AEW for the fact that um, when we do our promos or we have any creativity as far as, you know, backstage or the BTE segments on YouTube, they give us full creative control and there's never a no. I mean, if there's a no, it's because we can't say a curse word or we can't, you know, go that direction in a certain, you know, just to keep us aligned with what's, you know, culturally accepted, you know, with the world and make sure that we're not, you know, going outside those lines. But, you know, my first night at AEW, you know, when uh, the, Tony Khan told me I was going to do a promo to introduce myself, I'm like, well, what do you want? You know, what do you want me to say? And he's like, well, you're Vicky Guerrero, right? So go have fun. And I just thought that was so liberating and so freeing for me that it's real. it was really true that we did have creative control. And when I go out there, I am just truly enjoying my character and I'm having the best time of my life. I love it. You definitely look like it. I mean, those spots <laughs> are, are, are everything. And now yeah, one last question. Uh, so you've played a cougar for uh, quite a quite a long time. Um, do you think that you kind of made cougars like acceptable? Because I feel like <laughs> at one point everybody was talking, you know, like that's a bad thing. But now it's just kind of like, hey, if men can do it, women can do it too. So do you think that you made it like acceptable for for women to go and date younger guys? Absolutely. I mean, if I if I didn't create it first, I mean, at least I'm contributing to the whole idea. Um, you know. That cougar aspect is so fun because I've noticed that the elderly um, women cannot stand me because, and I've only come to this one realization is that they can't stand me because they want to be me because they want to have that younger guy that they can flirt with. So, you know, you can't hate the messenger of what I'm doing. Um, you can join me and have fun, but if you're going to like hate me, then then keep buying a ticket and come and see me because I'm going to keep pissing you off more. <laughs> There it is. Um, so on that note, we're going to enter Rapid Hot Tags. So Rapid Hot Tags is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition, the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy bear. You can use the code TKTRANDAD5 to get your discount today. So the first question is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? Uh, uh, Richard Gere. Oh. I like yeah, that. I like that. I like uh, it. If you, hear, <laughs> if you can wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Be invisible. What is the greatest accomplishment in of your life? Uh, my college degree. What is your degree in? I have a Bachelor of Science in Medical Administration. Oh. I got it during COVID. <laughs> I finished it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow. So uh, oh. next question. Your, your house <laughs> containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved one's pets, you have time to make one safe final dash to save one other item. What would it be? My scrapbooks. And last question, if you were able to live to the, to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you choose? The body. Yes, team body. <laughs> Fine, I'll give it to you guys. Yes, <laughs> right. Me and Vicky Guerrero, everybody. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. My fashion is getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> Emily, I feel like we had a streak where every guest said mine for like four in a row. So don't worry, your team is still big. <laughs> I, I, I think I just want to be able to walk and take care of myself and be independent. So, 
yeah, you know, I can do that more than having a good mind. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I like it. I like so it. I had, to, I had to ask real quick, how was it going to school during, during uh, quarantine? Well, you know, the funny thing is I left WWE to start my college uh, degree. I went through the medical field and then um, I, I graduated during COVID. So it was, it was actually, it was online because I would do that while I was traveling with WWE to go to, you know, take it online and be able to travel and, and do the classes. So everything finished up during COVID. So it was actually great because I was already doing the classes. So um, not that I almost got in, back into the medical field during COVID because, you know, everything closed down with the wrestling industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that because I have a plan B to fall back on if, you know, if I can't be, I can't do this anymore. So it was just a, it's just a scheming of trying to set myself up, you know, whenever um, I was, as I was getting older. There you have it now um, coming as, as far as guests coming up on your podcast, who do we have coming up so people can look out for that? Oh my gosh. Um, today I actually have Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian, which I love so much. Yes. And um, we I'm working on Kenny Omega. So, and just so many others. I mean, AEW is just, it's like a big pool of like all this talent that I want to have on my show, but everyone's so sweet and wanting to be on my show. So it's been a, it's been really good. I look forward to it. Like I said, your podcast, the, the episodes I did listen to were amazing. It's just mm -hmm. a different take. It's just conversation. It's almost like, I don't know if you watched uh, Oprah with the uh, Megan Merkel and all that stuff. Yes. It's almost like you're having yeah. conversations conversation. that we're not supposed to be, yeah. you know, listening to. That's so, a controversial whatever. interview. Yeah. It that is. was a big one. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yes. I I feel for her. I, I think uh, it's great that she has the courage to have her husband and her be able to stand side by side and, you know, kind of be able to have the courage to speak out. I think that takes a lot, you know, especially in today's society to speak your truth. And I, I admire her about that. Yeah, it was crazy because it was it came on the, the tail end of revolution. So I was actually live tweeting both of them at the same time. I was watching both go across my feed. <laughs> Yeah, I think we have dual dual screens the whole time. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was a lot going on. There's a lot going on. However, thank you so much for joining us. For folks who are not following you, even though you guys should, because you are absolutely amazing, where can they follow you? Uh, gosh, I'm on Instagram at Guerrero underscore Vicky. On Twitter at Vicky Guerrero. I have a website, which is VickyGuerrero.net. And you can see me on Twitch at, excuse me, VG. So, and also on AEW, I'm on Wednesday nights you know, on TNT and then on AEW Dark and on YouTube on BTE, me and Nyla Rose are the vicious vixens, which it's getting good. So please check that out because we're having a lot of fun on there. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Again, those pictures that you have, your website picture and the picture you and Nyla have, <laughs> it's a whole, it's, it's, it's a whole, a whole hotness going on. So kudos to that. <laughs> so much success to the to the takeover and the rest of the, the wrestling career and your stable and the faction and, you know, managing Tony Khan. I see it all happening for you. Definitely look forward <laughs> to seeing it uh, and have a wonderful day. Thank you, ladies. I wish y'all much success and thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, ladies. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh, she is absolutely amazing. What a good day. Just, <laughs> my day has been made. My day was, it's, it's made. There you go. I'm done. Signing off. <laughs> Armin, she's awesome. Um, oh gosh. So I, I, I had, I had one question. So for you guys, what we do is we have a whole rundown. I had questions as far as who's your favorite wrestling couple, but I kind of almost want to switch it up on you guys. Like who is your favorite manager? 
I have so many favorite managers. So when I uh, first went through wrestling school, I actually got an injury and I had to get back out of wrestling school. Um, and so I, I knew I still loved wrestling. I wanted to participate. So I switched over. Santino Bros had a manager track. And so I, I, I actually graduated through Santino's through their, their manager track. And we learned about all the different managers, you know, from the real old school ones like the Lou Albano, Albano type who are like, uh, like a coach almost, um, you know, all the way up. And the one who stood out to me the most is like, this is who I want to emulate was Sherry Martell. Um, you can go back and watch. There's a WrestleMania match. Um, I think it's Ultimate Warrior and uh, Macho Man. And Sherry is getting involved like every few minutes, you know, to a degree that because we don't have a lot of managers nowadays, we forget. Like in some matches, she's clotheslining wrestlers on the outside. She's, you know, she was just so good at like getting in there for her guy that uh, she's she's been my inspiration. I love it. And, you know, Vicky girl, like I said, I love a mean girl. I love to cheat. When I manage the Psycho Sisters, that's me all day. I'm like, where I might wear some hair. If you even let a little piece of hair outside the ring, I'm pulling that jig. Like, so anyway, those were my inspirations and the people I like to look up to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So mine is related to the previous question we were going to talk about. But so like you guys know, I started as a manager for my boyfriend, now husband at the time, but I... He was like, Miss Elizabeth was the person that I looked up to was like, this is because we were real life. We were a real life couple ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those, one of those people that I felt really connected to um, on a really deep level, on a creative level, on just being a woman in the industry. And so Miss Elizabeth was the person that I looked up to the most, still do. Which is funny because, you know, they, they fought Sherry, Sherry Martell and the Miss Elizabeth over here. And it fits our personalities a lot. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, then, for me, I honestly, and it probably might sound really cliche, but I love a good talker. And, and Paul Heyman is, is one of those things like, yes, I, I love the I love the fact that, you know, as a manager, you can step in the ring and, you know, make something happen. But somebody who, like, literally can tell a story. Mm-hmm. on behalf of somebody and then make you have goosebumps and make you like just you enter that world because you know yeah. you know you're watching television like you you know you're watching television Paul Heyman has that like that mystique where you he almost transports you into the whole scenario mm-hmm. and you buy into it anytime you need to study promos or study storytelling on the mic like Paul Heyman is the guy to do it like he's mm-hmm. one of those people that like you go back and you watch that stuff because that is just, that's legendary. That's history right there. And like you said, it transports you. There's storytelling. The arc of what he does on the mic is so incredible and so fluid. Yeah, you're right. Like I I, I liked your, I like your example. Yeah. And he makes it so, and he makes it relevant because you almost forget, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how old he is, but I know he's older. And you almost forget that he's, older because he talks about relevant things and then Uh he's not the same manager like he really you know for somebody who's now studying it um and watching it with with a more studying eye versus just entertainment just the difference between brock and roman reigns Mm -hmm. and how he switched it up like somebody put it on on twitter like i want i want um i want my husband to look at me like how paul Heyman looks at roman reigns like (laughs) 
it's so crazy. Like just the little nuances. Like he's, he's, he's able to adapt. You know, he's able to adapt to each person. So he's fifty-five. That's that's. I looked it up real quick. Okay. <laughs> so he looks older, but you know. Well, you know, you know why. Um, that that candle thing. Um, so, uh, funny enough for anyone who's not in the wrestling world, there is actually an art to cutting a promo. And if you go to a good wrestling school, they teach you that art. Um, and you know, people, so she mentioned Dusty Rhodes, his father was another amazing, um, promo cutter. Ric Flair cut some of the best promos in the business. Um, and it, what Paul Heyman does that they did first too, is the idea of if your opponent is garbage, then who cares if you wrestle them? Um, and so if you, you know, next time you listen to one of his promos, pay attention to what he actually says about the opponent. Um, because it, it's not necessarily what you think cutting a promo is all about, uh, which is like, boo, this guy sucks. My guy is awesome. That's actually not what a good promo is about. Yeah. The, the he kind of changed the game for promos, for managers. He kind of upped the game even more. He upped the game and wrestling in general. And I've been kind of saying this quietly and I'll probably start saying it more and more often. Wrestling in general has seeped into every aspect of the world politicians are cutting promos like actors and actresses and, and sports people who are, are who are who are making it and who are um getting signed as far as with sponsor deals and all this other stuff notice the ones who are cutting promos versus the ones who just decide not to do anything the ones who are cutting promos a la Shaq, he is sponsored by a billion companies mm -hmm. like Wrestling has seeped into every aspect of life and the person who, you know, wants to, I don't know, make it, they'd be doing themselves a service by studying wrestling. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's like a lot of brand crossovers and a lot of like brand ambassadors. They're going to come forward. We've seen it in WWE. We've obviously seen it in AEW and that's just going to get more and more prevalent where you're going to have these these one-off kind of like celebrity showings that, that like they do a big promo or they do, you know, they oh, do no, some crossover brand promotions. Shaq is always cutting promos. That's, that's, yeah. that's the joke. My favorite one he ever did was he tried to cut a promo on something spicy. Do you guys see that one <laughs> where he was like, Oh no, no, no this pepper. No, no, no. And then he ate it and he goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You relate to them, right? Like, I feel like it makes them be more relatable that you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I know, I know shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> now we're going to get into uh, somebody else that we should know with Star of the Week, Miss Sarah. Women's Wrestling Star of the Week. Star of the Week is brought to you by Label My Keys. Use code WWTALK for 50% off all orders. Today's Star of the Week is Maki Ito. Debuting in 2013, Ito was originally an idol who made sporadic appearances at Japan's DDT Pro before eventually joining Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, where she is a one-time international princess champion. She's known for her hilariously inappropriate English statements and entertaining energy, which she brought with her to the United States in her debut here in 2019. She's held the Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship six times and was one of the Japanese entrants in the AEW Women's Championship Tournament, unfortunately losing her first round match, though she did return at AEW Revolution. We hope AEW officially signs her. Want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene? Shoot us your suggestions for future stars of the week. And don't forget to check out labelmykeys.com and enter the code WWTALK for 50% off your order. 
Thank you so much. And uh, before we get out of here, what can everybody find you, Miss Sarah? You can find me everywhere at Sarah the Rebel. Sarah's an H is God of the Bible intended. You should buy one of my shirts do, 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 on storefrontier.com slash Sarah the Rebel. Or you can support me over on patreon.com slash Sarah the Rebel. You know, you actually did the exact same thing that Biggie, if you guys didn't watch it, uh, the interviews on IG, because I've had people hit me up, ask me for the interview, the uh, interviews on IG. You did the exact same thing that Biggie did when he was promoting um, his new series for the Kickstarter thing. He showed his chest. So what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful footstep to walk in the footsteps of Biggie's titties. Miss Emily, where can everybody find you? I can't really call that out. Um, <laughs> when you saw only one set of titties, it was because Biggie carried you, Emily. Okay, thank you. you. I'm, I'm glad, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can follow me on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller. And uh, we have a new episode of Pro Wrestling Pets every Monday. Just, you gotta enjoy the content, right? Animal content, you love it, right? Watch your cat videos. Watch your dog videos. Watch Pro Wrestling Pets. There you have it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, www.talkpod.com. We have a ranking system up there that you can definitely join in. Um, all our latest and greatest things that are happening with us and the show, you can check it out on the website. Follow us on all social media platforms, www.talkpod. And then also my name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Till next time, guys. We really, really appreciate you. And if you appreciate us, you'd also, you know, do Cash App, PayPal coffee Donate. all that stuff. it really helps trust me there's a lot of stuff going on in the background that you don't see that we want to give you and bless you with but other than that till next time guys ciao bye, bye.